When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. What's going on, everyone? It's the Cheat Sheet, issue number 14. And this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter, hopefully shorter kind of episode. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do for tonight's tonight's episode. And since we're coming up on the end of the season, season number six, I thought, you know, starting in 2014, this one has come a long way, so let's see how the play overall uh, has has come along. Has it progressed? Has there been a dip? Um, has there been a season better than another? So this isn't about individual play progression. This is about uh, individual, or not individual, but like I said, it's about league and division progression. So I'll be looking at singles, teams, and Geekdom, even though Geekdom's kind of the one that we have the least amount on. But we'll still look at it. Singles is obviously the big one. We have the most data, if you will. Teams, second most, because in 2016, we didn't have a full season of team play. Yes, we had that 2015 tournament, but... Uh, and then we won't, once we got into 2016, it took a few months to get some uh, team play in there. And it finished strong, obviously, at the Schwedon Spectacular with the Patriots defeating top 10 in a hell of a match. But... Uh, yeah, this one is kind of simple, but if you have any questions out there, um, let me know, uh, and then I can kind of answer them, uh, if, if I have answers for them. So, but also, I'm going to put up this poll. It's, uh, I'm curious, when did you, when do you think the showdown, the, the play went to another level? 
was it 2016, 2017, 18, 2019. I'm curious to see what people think. Um, and it's because you could say, well, it never really took off as a whole until this year because Inner Geekdom finally came into its own. And I would I would agree with that, absolutely. You could say, well, the Anarchy Tournament really turned the team division on its head, so last year was huge, and maybe that's when it came into its own. Uh, you could say, hey, we got some big players like, you know, there was Sam Levine. Uh, had an incredible run. You see 2016, uh, or in the 2017, rather, with the Patriots run and all of that. Uh, they really took things to another level. So I'm curious to see um, uh, what what the vote tally might be like. Uh, so go ahead and, and vote on that if you want. Uh, leave a comment or uh, anything like that, and I'll happily read it and see if I agree with you. Uh, that's one of those. This is one of those categories uh, that is completely objective. Whereas stats, that's what it is. Although you can manipulate the data in in your way, um, I'm not. I try not to do that for sure. Uh, but sometimes, look, your own bias will come into effect. Um, but it is what it is. And I also try and only post stats that are pertaining to those that are active in the league that's why i think a few weeks ago i did uh on this facebook page movie trivia went on facebook page i did a um a, a stat of those that played the fewest and their accuracy rates uh, i rarely do those just because there's not a lot of um you know action going on with those players so there's not much to talk about but i thought nonetheless okay um also, I have I have seen a few comments here and there about uh, where where else to put this kind of show, whether it's on the podcast feed or up on YouTube or uh, or even at like SEN. And I've seen Christian leave a comment here or there, but uh, that's that's not how I negotiate. That's not how I make deals through Facebook comments, Christian. Uh, no, uh, if if that ever did happen, that'd be really cool. Okay, so. Let's get into, uh, let's see. I want to start off, I'm going to start off with teams and then get into singles and then enter Geekdom. Because uh, teams, obviously, we had that 2015 tournament and the accuracy rate uh, for that tournament was 67.58%. Teams were earning 63% of their points available and the steal rate was about 67%. So I'm be rounding up here. Um, and I'm not really taking into account some of the knockouts that happened in uh, that happened in that tournament. It's just different format. And even in 2016, there's a few matches with different format, like that Mega Powers Patriots match that was just an absolute abomination of a match. Poor, poor Mega Powers. But um, yeah, okay. So the teams started off 60, about well, 68% accuracy rate for that tournament. 16 teams. Okay, uh, what was interesting when it came back in 2016, I remember it wasn't the whole year, but uh, there was some time before teams got up and running, and the accuracy rate across the division that year was 60%. So it dropped, I mean, almost like 8% from the 2015 tournament, which was really interesting to me. Uh, I wasn't really sure why. Um, now, you could point towards... Maybe the question level difficulty was a little bit harder. Again, that's a little more subjective. Um, 
the the PPE rate, the possible points earned, uh, was about 56%. Again, it was about 7% less than the 2015 tournament. But the steal rate, uh, again, yeah, well, the steal rate wasn't bad either. It was about 61%, uh, almost 6% less than the 2015 tournament. And I thought it was interesting that people had already been playing in singles for that year, and then now they're playing on teams. Um, now, it's not like a lot of those players hadn't played on teams before, but I think, I mean, you really only had Schmoes, Top 10. Um, you had one match for a box office breakdown, but that would still kind that's still included in the 2015 numbers because that was the, the tournament final, even though it was played in 2016. So you didn't, you don't really have that many same, you don't have that many same teams. Well, Rotten Tomatoes was there, of course, um, and they were one of the big teams that, that came out from the 2015. It was Rotten Tomatoes, Top 10, Schmoes, and Box Office Breakdown, but that got that got blown up, and we saw the formation of the Patriots with JT and Snyder. So there were some experienced players, singles-wise, that were now playing in teams, and there were some experienced teams like Top 10 and Rotten Tomatoes. Top 10 Rotten Tomatoes when it started over in the Collider era, 2016, is one of the best matches that just does not get talked about. And I understand because, you know, that was 2016. Um, it seems like forever ago. But uh, a little bit of a different type of game back then, of course. But uh, if you haven't watched that match or don't remember, I, I would say go back and give it a watch and you might be surprised. And that was back in the days where, and this is pertaining to the poll, where I think people just kind of showed up, and whatever knowledge they had in their brain at the time, that's that's what was on full display. Uh, that's what they used. It wasn't, you know, people weren't walking in to those uh, studios in 2016 with binders full of information or, you know, have any sort of kind of Google Docs, you know, some sort of, like, weird document system set up or anything like that. This was just, look, I've been watching movies for a real long time, uh, I'm in this space. Let's see what happens in uh, a trivia format. So, uh, also, I, I, I just when I'm gonna I'm gonna jump real quick to the singles comparison here, just to because in 2016, team accuracy, like I said, just about 60 percent. In singles, it was about 64 percent, so 4.4 percent difference. Um, it's just weird to see a number below 60 percent. All right, uh, in 2017 though, teams, I think everybody got a feel for it. Uh, by then, and that accuracy rate jumped by 6%. They were up to 66% accuracy rate. The PPE percentage jumped 7%, 63%. And the steal rate uh, didn't really do anything. It just actually stayed the same, legitimately just stayed the same at 61%. So, And then we're going to also talk, see more knockouts and technical knockouts. We had three knockouts that year, 14 technical knockouts. That's the most... Uh, ever for a single year in the team division with 14 technical knockouts. Uh, so I think people and players were finally catching on to the rhythm of the game, the dynamics that the team that the teams had. Uh, and 2017 saw some great matches, some great teams emerged. We saw some rivalries, right? Uh, so and then that also is that that kind of also bled over from the singles division. Uh, when you look at last year, and compared to 2017, the accuracy rate jumped again. It jumped by another uh, 3% here. Excuse me, actually, the, the accuracy rate for the teams of 2016 to 2017 jumped 6%. Uh, 
The accuracy rate between 2017 and 2018 jumped 3% to 69%. The PPE percentage jumped 1% to 64%. And the steal rate took a teeny tiny dip by 0.27%. So it pretty much just stayed the same as well. We had, again, three knockouts and 12 technical knockouts. Um, this was, it's, when you have a league division-wide average of almost 70%, I think that shows you that, obviously, the league is at a is at a good spot. Because you want to have high-accurate matches. You don't want to watch matches where everyone's just kind of fumbling through and just winning by answering, you know, 50% of their questions, although that does, on occasion, sometimes happen. That's not exactly what you want to see all the time. But we saw really exciting performances uh, last year with the Anarchy Tournament, which is interesting because, again, there's a lot of teams, a lot of people who had not played together or even played on a team. And you kind of compare that from 2015 numbers and jumping into 2016, different, but players are much more experienced. They understand the team dynamic. Um, I think at this point, I think you could definitely say there's a lot more studying going on. I don't know that studying really started in 20... I think it started a little bit in 2017. Um, you can hear the stories about Sam Levine, you know, in his quest to kind of conquer the animated category, which ultimately helped him defend against Clark Wolf, the Croods. Um, so that studying paid off for him there. Uh, but I don't think we really saw it take full effect until 2018. Uh, not just team in the team's division, but obviously across singles uh, and inner geekdom. That's when I think when we finally saw uh, studying become a real factor and that was what was separating the, uh, you know, the top five of the division, uh, not necessarily even top ten, but just the top five of the division from everybody else. You had your contenders and then you had your pretenders and those in the top five there was a, there's a gap there, I think, in terms of proficiency. Uh, when you look at this year now, you like to think as the years go on, you would want to see better and better play. Maybe not necessarily in a staggering amount, but in some sort of incremental way. Given the fact that we're studying now, that players are studying a lot more than they ever have. And when you look at this year's numbers, um, they're through the roof in turn, relatively speaking to everybody else, the other two divisions aside, well, let's just get to it. Uh, right now, the division accuracy rate average is 73.51%. That's four and a, almost, that's yeah, 4.3% better than last year. The PPE percentage is almost 69%. Again, that's about 4.4% better than last year. And the steal rate, this one, took a huge leap. We're at 68%. That's up almost 8% from last year. So teams are much more, I think, balanced, right? And I think, uh, obviously, the studying comes into a factor. And the steal rates, obviously, you're able to converse on steals. And when you have very solid complementary players, which I think there's a lot of complementary teams out there more than ever before, you can get these higher steal rates just because you're allowed to collaborate on them as well as in the second round as a whole. So you're seeing the average accuracy rate near 74%. So what does that mean for all these lower-tiered teams? Uh, it means 
that at least in my in my estimation they really don't have a shot <laughs> if you're not even snipping like 68 percent 65 is being generous then you need some things to go your way you need to be really specialized in some categories to help you along but if the average is going to maybe hang around 70 percent 73 percent that's that's those are numbers that would win you a title um in in 2016 20 2017 now it just gets you in contention doesn't even mean you're gonna you know walk away with the title at some point during the year uh but so far this year and i think this speaks to the level of play now with these types of numbers for knockouts and technical knockouts we have four knockouts the most we've ever had in the team's division each previous year's had three but we only have six tko six technical knockouts that's half of what we had last year uh, and yes, we still have a handful of tournament matches to go, but given the fact that we're coming out of the first round, I don't expect to see a TKO in the second round. We might see one, uh, but after that, I wouldn't expect to see any at all again. So we might end up with seven TKOs, which, which is a dramatic drop from the previous two years where we, where we were in double digits. 14 and 12 uh, technical knockouts in 2017 and 2018, respectively. So I think you're seeing, yeah, you're definitely seeing much tighter play this year, which makes for a lot more exciting matches, and, and that's that's fun for everyone, right? So uh, it, the teams has really taken a big leap here uh, this year compared to last year, and I thought last year was great with the Anarchy Tournament and, and all the drama with that, including the play. Because you had teams like Corruption, Founding Fathers, Who's the Boss, The Odd Couple. They've really emerged and have now become mainstays in the division. And then you might have some up-and-coming teams like Shazam or Time Machine or Crimson Fury, right? Uh, and real quick note pertaining to the draft, teams that are in the top 10, well, essentially 6 through 10, are quote-unquote, semi-protected. If a teammate is drafted, the manager has the option to pull the teammate with them if they want, and it's for their, and it counts as their next pick. One through five, guaranteed. You, If you take, let's say, uh, Mike Kalinowski, you, ha you're gonna, you have to have Chance Ellison, and there goes your next-round pick. If you haven't looked at the updated team rankings on theshwindonlive.com, you will notice there is a certain team in the top ten right now. So, go over to thisrunonlive.com, and you will know what I'm talking about. There's a certain team that people thought would not crack the top 10, but there's a certain team in there now that's in the top 10. So, that means they are semi-protected. So, if you were worried about a certain team, don't have to be that much... Uh, concerned, but still be concerned. You never know what can happen. Just saying, go check out theshwindonlive.com, go to the rankings tab, uh, and, and see who's in the top 10. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, let's move on to... Uh, let me move over to Inner Geekdom, because this one's kind of short. Uh, 26, we only had that one inaugural match at the Spectacular. Uh, so nothing really to gauge it from that year to 2017. But in 2017, the average accuracy rate was about 63%. PPE was at 59%. Steal rate at 53%. Uh, 
those are very just eh, kind of numbers. But when you get to 2018, again, this is about the year when we had the tournament, right? Uh, this is the year that Kalinowski exploded in Inner Geekdom and just started running over everybody that he was playing at that point, at least for the first couple of matches of the tournament. Uh, his accuracy rate was through the roof. Uh, and that year, even with like those great performances, no one was, the division as a whole wasn't well balanced. It was very top heavy, top heavy with. You know, you only had a few matches from Jason Inman, but he was really, really great. Obviously, Kalinowski, Rachel Cushing had tremendous high accuracy. Mara Kanopic, she had, obviously, she won the title, but her numbers weren't weren't through the roof, uh, which could kind of explain, from a certain point of view, how she was still able to obtain a title. Uh, because while there were some really great performances, there was no, consist no consistency. It wasn't well-balanced. Um, as we've seen this year, which I'll get to in a second, but the accuracy rate from uh, 2017 to 2018 actually decreased. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, decreased by half a percent. The PPE from 2017 to 2018 dropped 3%. But the steal rate actually jumped 4%. Um, and 2018, we saw six knockouts which is kind of crazy, uh, which also speaks to the how unbalanced the league was. And we saw eight technical knockouts, again, leading to this kind of... Not so much for the technical knockouts, because that's kind of... While they're, well, a knockout and a technical knockout are mathematically um, uh, decided, uh, knockouts is just really a confluence of events of you being really great, the other player being not so great that day, and... Um, so I put more stock into KOs than TKOs, but that's for another discussion uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, so it's interesting that while 2018 seemed like a pretty good year with the tournament and all, the play really didn't even rise. In fact, dropped a little bit across the board. Uh, but it wasn't until this year, and I think everyone would agree, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a stat sheet to tell you this one, the intergeekdom division just went to a completely different level, right? Um, this year, the division accuracy rate is 71%. That's up almost 9% from last year. The PPE rate, the possible points earned, jumped 9%, a little over 9%. at 65 compared to 56 last year. And the steal rate jumped, get this, 20%. We went from 57% last year to 77 Actually, it's almost 21% jump. 77.78% this year. Um, that, that just means everyone, majority of the league is pretty deadly because if you don't know your answer, odds are your opponent three out of four times is going to know it, right? So... We've only had three knockouts this year. That's six, That's half as many as we had last year. And we have six TKOs. And, and the TKO thing is always going to happen. Again, it's more mathematically induced. And just depending on how things line up, a one-point win can still be a, technically a TKO. So um, that number I don't really think is going to change that much. But I expect to see fewer and fewer knockouts, especially for 
the inner geekdom division again with the average accuracy right now hitting the 70s just like the teams has now entered the 70 percentile range uh exciting play is definitely ahead for next year when you have kalinowski you have smith you have brandon hannon chandra dandapani you have uh potentially people like chance ellison and what if we see somebody over from singles we've seen a lot of smack talk from ben bateman about inner geekdom let's see him throw his hat in the ring let's see how let's see how he does uh, i've heard whispers now again about dan Merrill trying his hat at inner geekdom oh by the way we have mara kanapa coming back who's been off for a whole year who would i would suspect and many people would also expect her game to have risen above her average accuracy rate that currently stands at 65, 66%. I fully expect that to be in the mid-70s at the very least, and why not the 80 percentile? Because that's where Kalinowski, Smets, Hannah, Chandra, that's where they're all at right now. And if you want to hang in the intergeekdom division, you're going to have to be hitting the high 70s, which is pretty crazy, and I think you're going to see a lot fewer knockouts for sure. The steal rates, I think, probably would go up, but there would be fewer. So it would be interesting to gauge the opportunities from year to year. That's another thing I would like to look at if I thought of it then, because now I'm thinking of it. But uh, Inner Geekdom is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be hyper-competitive this year. And if this 20% jump for steal rate, the 89% jump in accuracy rate is any indication, who knows who else is coming down the pipeline next year that could also raise the level of play in Inner Geekdom. It will be by far... By far, it will be the most, um, I think, what's the word I'm looking for here? Entertaining is not exactly the word I would say, but it seems to be the most knowledgeable division, uh, comparatively speaking. Um, and you can argue all you want about why or how that may be, and that's fine. But the fact remains is people aren't missing that many questions in inner geekdom matches anymore. And if you want to win a title... More than likely, you can only miss two or three questions to win a title match. Um, and sometimes you might have to do that on a run all the way to get to a title, and sometimes that might not even be enough. So Intergeekdom is going to be really fun next year. If uh, these nu these numbers you know, are an indication, we're going to see some spectacular play next year. Now, uh, to wrap this up, let's go through singles division. The 2014 year, uh, the average accuracy rate back then in that kind of chaotic mess that was 2014, a beautiful chaotic mess, a lot of fun watching those matches, listening back to those matches, is a lot of fun, but uh, the accuracy rate was 54%, the PPE rate 53%, steal rate under 50% at 47%. Again, I'm not looking at the knockout skirt because... I think Riley got was awarded technically some. Christian was awarded some, uh, but different format. That's not really going to jive uh, with the formats that we got starting in 2016. But the jump from 2014 to 2016 was 10 percent, and an increase for the accuracy rate went from about 54 percent to almost 64 percent in singles. The PPE, excuse me, the PPE rate jumped uh six percent to 59 percent steel rate also jumped 16 percent to 63 percent we had two knockouts and 10 tkos in the 2016 season 
looking at the jump to 2017, jumped, uh, let's see here, that jumped uh, 1%, uh, we got about another 1% PPE rate, but the steel rate dropped from 63% to 55%, almost 8% drop there, uh, two knockouts and 12 TKOs, so kind of bumped up just a little bit. We also That's also because we got way more matches starting in the 2017 season, along with having a more extended tournament. Uh, 2016 had an eight-player tournament. 2017 had you know the 16-player tournament. So you're getting more matches, uh, and the accuracy rate didn't didn't hurt. It just jumped up about 1.5% in, in, in some of these categories. So uh, that's a good sign when you're expanding more matches, bringing more people into the league, and and the quality of play is not suffering for it. Because it's one thing if you bring in 20 extra people and then all of a sudden the match quality declines by an average of, like, let's say 6%. That's that's eventually going to take its toll, and you're going to be like, uh, this isn't as entertaining. These aren't as uh, competitive matches as I would like to see. But that's not what was happening. It was staying sort of, somewhat the same, but getting better just a little bit. And in 2018... Uh, the average accuracy rate reached 69%. Uh, it's a 4% jump from the year prior. PPE rate jumped to 62%. That's about a 1.5% from prior to that prior year. But then we saw... This is interest, oh, interesting to me. Back-to-back -back years, we've seen decline in the steal rate. The steal rate from 2017 to 2018 dropped almost 10%. It dropped to 45% in 2018. We had three knockouts and 14 TKOs. Um, but that steal rate drop is very interesting to me. I can't explain it. I, I don't. Maybe the questions were that, that were missed were just that hard across the board for everyone. So it, it, it's kind of weird that less than half of steal opportunities were capitalized on. Uh, it's kind of weird uh, in a way. Um, but now getting to this year, and again, like I said, 2018 kind of saw really the the fruits of studying come to fruition here in 2018 while it, i think it did start at the tail end of 2017 2018 i thought you know we saw a four percent jump in accuracy rate so it was starting to get there and now it's spreading more and more not just from inner geekdom but into singles which obviously uh affects teams as well so the accuracy rate so far this year and we only have technically two more singles matches ahead of us at spectacular average accuracy rate this year has been 72 percent that's almost a three percent increase from last year ppe percentage is about 66 percent again it's about three percent increase from last year and the steal rate came back to life this year bumped up to 57 percent that's almost a 12 percent increase from last year so the steal rate uh, what this kind of says to me on a broad level is if you get a question wrong it's not there. I think you can take a little bit more risk in in missing going for a two point question in the second round. Now that's another number that obviously would help paint a better picture here, knowing how many were two point misses and how many were were a multiple choice miss. That's certainly something that would be interesting and more telling for this number that I don't have on hand. Again, I'm just thinking of it right now, uh, but it would be interesting and it would. Uh, kind of maybe point towards a specific strategy that players might might be 
going going with. You know, if it's too, let's I would rather go two points more often because I feel like you know they feel like their opponent would get it wrong without the help of multiple choice. Players are smart and they can you know use that Makuga magic and guess one out of three and maybe that's the reason you know and that's the reason why it's not happening as much. So uh, and that's what because when you look at the team actually rate or steal, team steal rate for this year, it's only sixty eight percent compared to single steal rate of fifty seven percent. It's it's pretty decent difference there. I mean, there are four questions in singles, six in teams, but uh, looking at knockouts, two knockouts, it seems to be two or three knockouts in every division are, is going to happen. You're going to have one of those blowout matches, uh, one or two of those, two or three of those a year in each division, and you're going to reach double digits in technical knockouts. We had 12 this year, so these numbers, uh, knockout numbers, mirror 2017's um, uh, numbers. Uh, which makes sense because uh, 2017 we had that 16-player tournament. We certainly had some in this year's tournament. We had definitely some in 2017 along with some knockouts. So more opportunities for that to happen. Uh, but on a whole, the the Schmodown level of play has been increasing. And you can say, well, maybe the questions are easier. Because I've certainly seen a lot in the comments that, especially for first-round play, people are like, oh, I'm getting more and more right these days. Six, seven, I've got perfect rounds even. And, and you can say to the person, well, maybe you're just getting better at movie trivia. Or maybe the questions are getting a little more, quote-unquote, easier, more obtainable. Uh, that certainly could be the case. I think strategy is definitely playing a part into higher accuracy numbers. Um, because if you're a player like John Roca, who goes to multiple choice a fair amount in their second rounds, um, and you get it correct, you know that only hurts your PPE percentage. It doesn't hurt your accuracy rate. It just helps it. Um, so that's where that could be coming in. But, I mean, there, to, for there to be... Let's see, what's the difference here? Uh... Uh, a five, like a five percent difference between PP and accuracy rate is not out of that's about average. Uh, 2018 had about the same difference. 2017 had a three percentish difference. 2016 had a four percent. So that five is a little, I guess, high relatively speaking, at least for teams. Uh, same thing kind of with singles. Five, six. There's about a seven percent difference there for single. Yeah. So that's another seven percent. So it'll be interesting. It's, but the play, the the tightness of matches. There's a lot more tight matches. I think happening much more recently. Um, so and these numbers kind of prove that. You know, back it up. So it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how again next year, the 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 teams, the singles uh, division, inner geekdom. You know, what's the level of play going to be like? Do I expect huge jumps next year? Not really, uh, but I expect a little incremental um, changes, jumps. Uh, if we start seeing drops, then I would be really surprised because I think more and more people are paying attention that studying, you got to do some studying if you want to win a title. Now, you might just get a handful that really take the studying to heart, 
any of the other, you know, 60% of the league that's just like, let's just show up and have some fun and whatever happens, happens. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, next year's numbers and how they how they lay out. But, uh, you know, we'll see going forward. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next week. If you have an idea, drop a comment, and uh, maybe I'll do it. But until then, uh, hey, check out the show on Rundown every Saturday, Sunday, however you want to listen or watch it. Check it out on SEN Network, and peace. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.